0: It's time for New Wine, hosted by Father Timothy Foy and produced by Cassock Media. Father Foy is the sort of homilist you'd love to have in your parish. With a mixture of logic, reason, and humor, Father Foy knows how to get the Catholic Church's teachings across to the common man in a way everybody can enjoy. Now here's Father Foy. Well, I've started off my homily, I think, a different way each time because speaking about perfection is sort of part of my homily. And it's been so imperfect. I mean, in a sense, you know, we really know about the perfect by an experience of really falling short most of the time. There's so few examples of perfection. I've been trying to think of examples of perfection. And I have like a couple, you know, in mind. How we kind of think of, like, maybe for example, uh, maybe a football team goes like 13-0, fortunately, a perfect record. You know, but even that, as perfect as that record is, we got into the actual season. You got into the games and how they were playing. There'd be some times when they weren't playing as perfectly. They didn't have a completely perfect, you know, season in the sense that every move from every player was spot on. Or I thought of, uh, you know, a perfect game uh, of a pitcher, maybe a baseball game. Like, he throws, you know, you know, 27 outs. Nobody gets on base. It's a perfect game. It's pretty incredible. These are both very rare, rare things. But still, you know, even, let's just say it's just a flawless game. We know that that pitcher himself, he is not perfect. And that's, wait, he thirsts for this. Like, we kind of, we don't even realize he thirst for perfection because it's so lofty, it's so hard to kind of try to think about even attaining it. We've given up in a lot of ways, uh, most of us have anyway. Uh, because these things like a perfect season or a perfect game, and let's just give them the perfection that they are, there's something that we did, who we, we see that's been done, it's not inside of us. It's not inside that pitcher or that whole football team. They're not perfect. Jesus is be, be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. There's something very interesting about that. You know, the heavenly father is perfect actually not on his own. He can only be a perfect father if he has this son. You know, the son, this communion that the father has with the son, perfect. Perfect means in the, the Jewish sense of things, wholeness, wholeness, completeness. And so the father is completed by being able to love his son, and so there's this idea of communion. And if you think about it, Jesus is telling us some things today in the gospel that are very hard. They're because he's looking at the human condition and how we are broken in our communion, and how we you know we we fight each other, we strike each other, we we might go to law, we can sue someone over someone's tunic, for example. And so Jesus is saying, hey, absorb. This earthly suffering, this earthly injustice, absorb it if you can. You know, take that evil, swallow it down, digest it, be full of love anyway. And, and you can then initiate an impulse of love. Maybe there'll be the, the hintings of some kind of community that could happen. You know, the one that really strikes me is the cloak. And I'll tell you why. Because the cloak, the cloak is this thing that, you know, we all kind of, if she, this last couple of weeks, it gets really cold. We need to be warm. And that was, you were a poor person. the cloak is so valuable, so important. And he says, well, you know what? Well, just give the earthly cloak away. Just, if they're suing you over your tunic, just, you know, just give them this, this cloak. The cloak takes us back to a time, if we think about it, when we don't even, we didn't even need them. Adam and Eve, they were naked. They didn't need clothes at all. And they didn't need it. They were in communion with God. And actually, some theorists think that they were like clothed in grace. Like they had that they, they could almost see like a shining luminosity from the other person, from God's grace. We don't, we don't know for sure. But they were clothed with God's communion. And then when they sin, they feel so isolated. They, they see that something about how that person's looking at me is just off. And, and they just, they feel shame and they have to go, they try to clothe themselves. And it doesn't work. Clothes those with the fig leaves, it's not enough because even if they pile like, you know, hundreds of fig leaves on themselves. Uh, they didn't know that the Father, they didn't know they're back in communion with the Father. So it's not going to work until God says, you know, he basically sacrifices some animals and gives them coats of animal skin. You know, you're still my son. You're still my daughter. And, and so they're back in communion, but it doesn't take long for the coke, karmic thing to come up at the back in the scripture in, in Noah. Noah's ark, it had landed. Noah gets off and he plants some grapes. And he makes some wine. And he has a pretty good time with it. He gets so drunk, though, that he's naked. And he has three sons. His middle son, Ham, he sees him. We don't know exactly, like, what he said to his brothers, but he doesn't help his dad. He sees the nakedness. He sees this sort of shameful condition, and he walks off and he tells his brothers about it. Probably mocking him. His brothers do the right thing. They, they don't want to look at it. His, this condition, to respect their father and his his privacy. So they, they back over, they back up towards him, and they kind of walk over him with a cloak, and they, they put clothes on. Alright, so remember Jacob? A couple of people further in the Bible, Jacob wanted to get that blessing from Esau, his his older brother. So he puts on his clothes, and he sneaks in there and gets the blessing. You know, what goes around comes around. Because Jacob has his own beloved son. His beloved son is Joseph, and he gives him a coat. He clothes him in this glorious coat. His other brothers get wise to that. They don't like that. They they throw him in the well, but they take that coat and they like put a horn through it, they put blood all over it, take it back to dad. Hey, this is what your beloved pet son, hey, he's gonna happen to him, but he's he's probably dead. You no, know? and then Jacob, so Joseph. Joseph, you know, when you're without the clothing, the clothing kind of represents having clothing, not being in a shameful condition. It's kind of like you know, you have some freedom it, it, with having clothing. But without it, are a slave. And Joseph is sold into slavery. And when you know it? Not only once did his cloak get ripped off, but he's this woman, Potiphar's wife, he's working for this guy. She tries to seduce him. And he runs away and she grabs his cloak and she rips his second cloak off. She accused him and he goes to prison. You know, he's just cast down, cast down again. It's a human condition. And there's more examples. I'm going to fast forward to Jesus. Because Jesus, basically, you go to his passion, it's interesting. This. First, he gets, you know, carted off to Herod. Oh, go to Herod. And what does Herod do? He interrogates him. He mocks him. And then he puts royal clothing on him like, oh, you could be the king of Israel. Sure. Sends him back to Pontius Pilate looking like an idiot. And then Pontius Pilate, you know, he doesn't really get into that game himself. But he, he has him scourged. And his soldiers, what they do, they, they give him the crown of thorns and they put a robe on. A garment. Like, yeah, you're the some king of the Jews you are. And that gets ripped off him. And then his own clothes get ripped off him. And he's naked on the cross. Why? Because he knows we need to be clothed. He talks about the wedding garment. That when you come to heaven, you better have a wedding garment. What's he talking about? Jesus, you know, his clothes are ripped off him. He's naked on the cross. Then he gives up the garment of his flesh. And his soul goes to his father. He knows that we need the wedding garment. The wedding garment is his perfect flesh. That's why he gives it to us in the Eucharist. He wants to clothe our souls in his own body. He wants us to have that connection to him. We might be made perfect. We might have not just a dignity for now, not just a perfection of doing something really great a few times, maybe, but truly being perfect in him. In the second reading, we even heard something about, uh, you know, hey, don't worry about whether you Paul or Apollos, is, but you're going to receive people that you love. Paul or Apollos, think the world, life, all these things, the present, the future, all belong to you. You to Christ. And you're clothed in Christ, then you belong to Christ, Christ to God. It's all brought together as one. We'll be in communion, We ask Jesus to again help us to absorb all the little things today that take us away from each other. Because those things the past, but life of Christ, life in Christ. You know, the more we in our own mind, in our own heart, clothe others with love, we will brought This has been New Wine with Father Timothy Foy. If you've enjoyed what Father had to say, please write a review at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you download your podcasts. And remember to tune in tomorrow for the next episode of New Wine.